Okay, take number five. Better, this better work. Anyway, <laughs> it's talking about the same thing again. Yeah. Um, consistency, yes, consistency is key, and I and I realize that um, consistency is not really there in terms of the episodes that I release. But you know, just just you know, I'm working hard in the background to get people on, and 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 just scheduling just becomes an issue. So for this week. I put out the bat signal, and uh, the man in front of me replied. He he answered the call. He he met me like Batman would Commissioner Gordon on the on the rooftop of Gotham City, yep. and uh, he answered the call. Funnily enough, we arranged this th- four and a half hours ago. Yep. Four and a half hours ago. So let let me introduce to you the one, the only. Sha- Shadi Hussein. Shadi Hussein. Hussein. I'm Batman. First of all. <laughs> Yes, so it was a dark and stormy. All right, sorry. Okay. All right. <laughs> great start. Yeah, it's great, great start. start. Uh, just have fun. So you mentioned consistency, which is kind of fun to go on, like this whole being like an athlete. Not really an athlete, just being in shape in general. Just that whole consistency aspect you're talking about. Hmm. It does make a big impact. And it's not just only being consistent. It's also, at a coach growing up, we always say perfect practice makes perfect, not just practice makes perfect. And that's like, the whole thing without consistency. Like I want to keep going on from there. I know this is very ad hoc, but like we like doing it ad hoc, and it works uh, better. But yeah, in terms of this subject, consistency—that was—that's what every sport needs is consistency, and that's what every athlete needs consistency in order to do, do well in it. And that's actually kind of how this brings forward the everyday athlete too, as well, because that's the one thing you can say every athlete has in common is that consistency aspect of it too. For well. sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. And ladies and gentlemen, there you go. He has just pitched my uh, business idea <laughs> for potential investors and sponsors. So please get in contact. He's done it for me. Um, no, he's absolutely right. It, it all stems from consistency. And, uh, you know, that's why we're here today. I mean, I'm not being the shining beacon that I should be for my own thing. But, uh, hey, you know what? If I could get more people on more regularly on a weekly basis, you know, we can we can get back to this. Um, but, yeah, no. I'm glad finally got this guy on. I think we've got to tell them how we met because it was, it's been a while. It's been, <laughs> it's been yeah. a while. It's been about a year in the making, I would say. More than that. Yeah. So it's been, a, it's been a fun story. I remember seeing your, what was it? It was Reddit. It was, it was Reddit. Like, yeah, yes. I posted up on Reddit. Yeah. <laughs> R Dubai. Yes, on Reddit and R Dubai. Shout out to all the to the R Dubai subreddit. Yeah, yes. ho- hopefully one of you is listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of just, he was, uh, I saw the post about athletes in UAE. I'm like, huh. That's interesting. So right away, I messaged back, and I'm like, right, I'm like, hey, well, we have a plethora of athletes here who are involved in American football. So first of all, that's introducing him to all these different athletes, and also the fact that there's American football in the UAE that people don't realize. Which is surprising, I didn't know. Right? It's a full-on tackle league and everything, too, and everything. So this is what I'm part of as well, and I... I grew up with football, and I had an opportunity to do it again in Dubai, just as a rec- re- recreational thing, and it, I loved it. It's it's gotten me back to that whole aspect of consistency again because before a little way where you know, it was i'll be honest i got back here i moved to dubai i got the dubai stone for sure it was just <laughs> i saw a picture of myself I'm like wait a minute i don't have a neck what is going on <laughs> I'm like wait it's, it's it's like did i eat myself that's how bad it got and then my guts were sticking out none of my pants fit i had a brand new tailored suit that i brought from canada I tried to wear it here. I didn't fit. So I'm like, oh no, this is this really? is uh, yeah. Anyway, so I, I digress. If it no, if it's now, it fits if it's now. now. 
That's Fitzpatrick. good. Now it's too loose, which is great. <laughs> uh, but then going, all right, so going back how we met. So it was a year ago, and we just kept going back and forth, back and forth. And we didn't actually finally meet until maybe last month, was it? Yes, last month was yeah. the first time we met in, in a year. It was funny how we, 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 we had talked a lot in the first three, four, five months, mm-hmm. and we had these plans. And we then finally thought, all right, we're going to do this. And then we tailed off through the summer. Yeah. I think you you were out in Canada for a bit. Yeah. I was here. I was out, you know, in Pakistan. It was just crazy. I was in Hong Kong. I was I was everywhere. And in work, where we're sitting right now, mm. got really busy towards the back end of 2017. And then I think it was November, December 2017 where we, we picked up again. Yep. I, I don't know if I texted you or whatever happened. We just started talking again. And uh, ever since then, we didn't stop. And then finally... Through coincidence, actually, it was like, oh, are you going to be here on, uh, you know, on this, on tomorrow? Like, yeah, I'm going to be around this place. And funnily enough, I was in Media City because the day you were chilling in Media City. Yeah. And turns out we were a building away from each other where we were going to meet <laughs> from anyway, you know, and, and, and that, was, that was funny. So then we finally met and it was it was fun because... It didn't feel like I was meeting you for the first time just because yeah. we talked for so long. Yeah, it was pretty casual. It was like this great part. I was like, oh, like, hey. Oh, hey. Finally, like, I was like, our conversation was pretty natural to begin with. And I was like, oh, there's a face to there's finally a face to after this everything. Now, you know? Yeah, exactly. And and now we have these these faces to our names. And ever since we've had these, uh, we've had we've, we've talked a lot. We have a lot mm-hmm. of plans in the making. Mm-hmm. This is one of them. Yes. Hopefully the rest come through. We'll keep it hush-hush till we actually get something done. Otherwise we'll say all these things and nothing will ever happen so exactly but no i'm excited for these plans too and it's going to be good for the region as well this is like you mentioned the whole purpose of the show is to promote all these different athletes exactly you know athletes coaches Mm -hmm. reporters uh even if you're the guy that i don't know you're the kit man you can be the kit man and come on man like like you'd have some interesting stories as a kit man or 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 whatever so you know it's 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 amazing and then we um then you called me out to your desert bowl the yeah, Desert Bowl. Yes, I did. So for the rest of you that don't know, the, the league here has their own Super Bowl, which is called the Desert Bowl. And uh, Shadi had called me out. It was the week after, right? Or was it the next day? It was a couple weeks. It was that weekend. It was that, it was that yeah. same weekend. Yeah. yeah. So we met on the Thursday. And then that Friday, the next day, was the Desert Bowl. So which mm-hmm. then I, I came through, um, met a few people, saw a couple of games. It was actually quite fun. It was a lot of fun. I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't think. The first hour, I was watching <laughs> him coach his team. <laughs> and it was pretty intense. I was like, okay, I don't know what the score is just because I walked in halfway through the game, but it just seems really intense. And your you t- your team was, I, I mean, it's unlucky though. I mean, oh, you guys yeah. should have really taken it home. Oh, we, it's that's a that's a whole thing with consistency. Like, it, I'm gonna keep going back to consistency because I think that's the theme we kind of went on right now. Yeah. I'm gonna go keep jumping on it, but that's exactly that. It's so being a player, being a coach, you know what happens sometimes. So just give, me a, give everyone a background on Desert Bowl. So the EAFL, the Emirates American Football League, we have players from as young as 9 years old to as old as 55 years old. And we have different divisions. We have a peewee, we have a bantam, we have a junior varsity and varsity. I was coaching the Dubai Sand Vipers bantam team. And we were, we're in the finals with the Abu Dhabi Capitals. And... Ooh, it's been a, like a it's been like a grudge match going back and forth the whole season. Yeah, and finally our team's gotten stronger. To give give you an idea, our team was the first three games of the season we lost. I think, yeah, we lost the first three games. Like we're just they're not just lost; they're like blowouts, absolute blowouts. So, oh, and three first three games of the season. Yeah, so eventually we kind of came back and came back, came through it, implemented like a proper regiment, a training program for the kids and everything, and then we came back. Excited, pumped to go for the Desert Bowl, the finals. Kids go out, 
and you can tell they're just flat. Like they have no energy. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm as a coach. I'm just um, as a coach. See, this is just literally. It's like watching your own kids just have no enthusiasm. Like, and you know they need to step up in order to to compete. So I have no idea what happened in the first it's half. It's the final, though. How do they have no enthusiasm and in, in think I of the think final? They were, because they were freaked out, to be honest. I think it's just a lot of pressure on them, especially for the first... This, first this, final? This is the first final for them for the first wow. time. And some of these kids, it's the first time ever playing this sport, ever. There's a, um, the Zeffa brothers in particular. This, they're uh, brothers from Belgium. It's the first time they ever played American football. And they're 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 forced to be reckoned with. They just need to get the confidence, but and they finally got it. But they need to, they honestly, if they train mentor them more, they can have massive potential. Anyways, going back to it, like these kids were just, I think they put so much pressure on themselves. They just kind of imploded. So halftime came around. Like all right, guys, we're losing like twenty four nothing right now. <laughs> so all right, let's bring it. Back. So we're halftime. Um, the coach, the other head coach, uh, Coach Ridley. Yeah, I play. Actually, I played football with him too in the men's stallions. He he had a very empowering speech. I can't remember it to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> very but, empowering. No, but uh, well, the, the the whole purpose of it was like the fact that like, we worked all hard all the season to get to here, and so we were the kids just telling me, "Look, we worked hard, hard all we worked hard to get here to this point in the season. We we need to show them what we're made of." And the thing is, we wanted to make sure that we're leaving everything on the field. You don't want to go in there disappointed we didn't try. I don't know what happened, but kids came back out. Second half, it was a completely different game. It looked like a completely fresh, different team. We're like, These and I are think that's when I walked in. That's, yeah. when I, that's when I came in because suddenly I saw the tail end of the first half. Yeah. And then uh, I came in for the third quarter, and then I was like, that's that's is that a different team? Did you, did you, what did you do? Did you like juice them up? You know, like they go, you know what? Here you go. Special. I don't know if you've seen Space Jam, that oh, yeah, magic water, juice. the that's special a, juice, the magic water. That's exactly what you said. Here's some Space Jam juice. Here's some Space Jam juice. Go, just, oh, just go, go. Just, you're going to be amazing. Yeah. Go for it. It was honestly, the next thing you know, the team turned around and suddenly the kids had energy again. They had pride and you see them leave it all in the field. It was incredible to watch. And as a coach, like those are the moments you're proud of. Like, you see your kids facing adversity and you see them and it's they're being down and they could easily just collapse and just give it up right then but they didn't they came through they came through and pushed through and that's the and that's where the whole theme of consistency comes in too like no matter what no matter how hard the times get to you is you still need to keep pushing through no matter what yeah. you gotta be consistent whether it be in practice whether it be on the in the school whether it be anywhere and that's and what the great part is I'm, I have the sense of pride he's like Oh, I was able to actually teach these kids that, and they pulled through very well. I was so proud of them in the second half. Unfortunately, we did lose, but we actually gave them the hell of a chance. Yeah, uh, man, that was an intense game. Mm -hmm. Me, someone who's getting, I'm, I'm still new to the whole uh, American football sport, and it's something that I've been trying to learn over the last few months, and I'm, I'm getting into it uh, slowly but surely. Um, I was off the edge of my seat going, come on, guys, Like you're so close, you can do this. Mm -hmm. I feel like you need to get your, your team the beginning of next season to listen to this episode just so that they're, they're motivated again and just be like, listen to this. This is what you're, you're capable of achieving, and let's, let's go take it next season. What's the goals for next season? Uh, the goals for next season, well, that's the thing. I'm just trying to figure all that, but for sure, it's going to be – so what ends up happening because the, some of the kids end up going up, but the kids that are there – just keep training them and making sure they understand the importance of not just being physically fit, but just the consistency. So that's what I've noticed. That's the biggest thing 
out of every coaching aspect, uh, anytime I coach, is just you don't want to overcomplicate it. You want to keep it as simple as possible. You want to keep it, all right, just take the small little things you can, small little habits, and keep working on that consistently. And then suddenly, when it comes down to time of pressure, like, for example, the Desert Bowl, where suddenly when they're just, their bodies are exhausted, your muscle memory kicks in, and all of a sudden the consistency comes in. Like, oh, this makes it's easy for me now. You don't have to think about it. It's like, oh, do you, if I go right, this is, if the play's going to go, if the run's going to go left, I'm going to block right, or I'm going to do something like that. It's, they understand what's happening, which makes it a lot easier. So the goals for next season are just to, of course, go out there and have fun, but just making sure the kids stay consistent. And it's kind of funny because that consistency ends up spilling over into different aspects of different lives yeah. as well. And that was the biggest thing for me too is when I stopped doing sports competitively, I lost a consistency myself too until I started getting back into football again. I'm like, wait a minute, consistency in all that aspect in your sports and in your life makes a big impact. Going home every day, making your bed, uh, making dinner, just trying to say just uh, yeah, going home, making dinner, saving money, just all that aspect just all of a sudden improves your life vastly and you're suddenly in control. So this is what I like about American football is the fact that it is a very savage sport. But if you practice properly and have like I, my coach said, perfect practice makes perfect, and you do that as well, you can actually take that into other aspects of your life very easily. Because football, your body's going to be beaten up, broken. By the end of it, you're you're exhausted. But if you practice hard and you focus and you concentrate, you're able to just to. You'd be surprised what your body can actually do when it's put uh, when push comes to shove. Which there the whole flight or flight mentality. It's like yeah the whole fight or flight mentality comes in too. And you realize you can fight rather than before in the past, you might've just ran away. <laughs> yeah, no, that's uh, a, <clears throat> that's uh, it's pretty inspiring. Mm-hmm. And I can definitely relate to that to, to an extent. Whereas before, you know, it was kind of like, yeah, you know, do things here, do things there. I was never really consistent with my fitness as well. And mm-hmm. that's kind of where it came back to it again. Anyway, when I got consistent in the gym and, and I started doing it, yeah, it spills over. You start mm-hmm. wanting to be consistent, and mm-hmm. yeah, I know I said I, you know, I know I haven't been consistent with this, mm-hmm. with, with this show, but it's not that I don't want to be consistent with it. It's just that other constraints aren't allowing me to be consistent, which mm-hmm. is really annoying because you know there's so much energy that I want to expend and mm-hmm. and get things done, but it's always like you get to one, you get like 50% there and then there's like that stumbling block that comes in the way, and then and I get it, you know, there are things that will come up, there'll be mm-hmm. obstacles, but Slowly but surely, things and will happen. I guess the whole thing going on that too is the fact that like, it's just, yeah, it's a matter of like there are going to be stumbling blocks, but just because you're not progressing at a faster rate that you want to, it doesn't mean it's not happening. <clears throat> you're still yeah. progressing. And that's the that's the good thing about, like what I enjoy about football, it teaches that too. Like you are going to get beat up. You're going to be a target. If you're an all-star on your team, you, everyone's going after you and they can throw their bodies at you. So essentially, imagine... The hundred, like not imagine like seventy kilos going at you every time you're running full That's force. That's scary. Yeah, <laughs> that exactly. Scary. So imagine. So from there, the that's the epitome of life right there. You're going to have obstacles thrown at you, but you still need to keep moving forward, no matter how slow you move forward. Oh, it for still sure. counts, and still it still compounds. It's just for great. Sure. And to be honest, I love it. And it's just to see these kids running around hitting each other, I'm like these. There's some of these kids who've never, like I said, never played football in their life, and you see them beginning of the season, they've never done a push-up in their life either. <laughs> I'm like, come on, I know you can do a push-up. They're doing it on their hands and knees, and they're trying to find excuses not to do the workout. I'm like, no, 
can you just can you walk yep are you are, are your legs broken no are your legs falling off no all right you're doing a lap and <laughs> you're doing a lap yeah. go for it and they still enjoy and then they have the by the end of the season i'll be honest i do push them hard at the end of practice to make sure they get like good with conditioning but at the end of the season they love it they come back it's like oh my god i have so much energy and the parents the parents come up to you and shaking their hands like thank you so much <laughs> <laughs> they're like you saved us <laughs> yeah no, that's it's it's a the, the whole uh, this is a whole mental discipline there too and everything you have to include because you are going to be exhausted. And that's what I love about it. And the one thing I love about the whole football team is you're going to arm like you're. It's think of it as war or as a battle. You're going in with the equipment, the armor, everything, and you have to trust the person beside you to do the responsibility. Because as soon as you start uh, start freeballing it, just try to try to try to improvise. What that does, it starts a chain reaction, messes everybody else up because everyone has a responsibility. If you don't do yours right, that means someone has to make up for you, and then that person, someone has to make up for them, and then it just causes a chain reaction of failure. But then you realize this is where teamwork comes in. This is where you have to trust your teammates, and this is where you also it puts gives you the extra drive just to make sure you know what you're doing and your responsibilities. Yeah, it's, it's like when when the quarter when the quarterback has the ball and he has to throw it to your to your wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Wide receiver has to trust that the quarterback can throw and the quarterback has to trust that you know he can catch the ball exactly. wherever he's going to throw it out. It's not even as that. Even just making sure that the linemen are there. Even the line, the linemen are the unsung heroes oh, of yeah, American yeah. football. These guys are getting the brunt of everything. But you have to make sure the linemen can hold up the, the, the rushing team. If not... The like quarterback won't have enough time to throw. Yeah, there's pressure on him, and yeah. unless you're Tom Brady, yeah, <laughs> um, you're not going to be able to do well under pressure. Exactly. You know? Or you know, unless and then if you and if they even if they do manage to throw some wayward pass, you've got to be Odell Beckham Jr. one hander, yeah. oh, man. hand of God kind of like boom, you know, catch it. And there's some, it's, it's <clears throat> you're right, and some and to go on that. Some of these kids have some amazing talent. I'm just, I remember one kid uh, on the team on our team uh, with Sam. He was. The ball wasn't even meant to him. It was meant to be thrown to someone else. And I don't know. We're Sam, kind of, we're Sam kind of nowhere. And the ball was behind him. He somehow turned around, caught the ball, took it from the other, his own teammate, which is like, <laughs> uh, that's not how it's supposed to happen. I'm like, okay, well, let it slide this time. But come on, it's teamwork. you got to trust your team. Yeah, trust your teammate. Yeah, so yeah. It was, it's, it's like, I'm not saying it's not perfect, but yeah, but it was hilarious to watch. It was from the sidelines. I'm laughing. I'm like, this is, this is, that happened. That play actually happened. You just like snatched it out of someone else's hands without even realizing. Well, I, All right, good for you. I've, I mean, yeah. I, I, can, I can slightly relate because when I played soccer back in the day, and I'm just going to call it soccer for the sake of this conversation <laughs> because if, we, if I say football and people are going to be like, you talking about that football or that football? Like, yeah. you know, which oh, one? Yeah. So like, uh, I talked about soccer and um, I... Th- I used to play center back and uh, the position I used to play with was it requires me and another person to be in sync. We are a partnership. We have to keep talking and decide, you know, kind of have to know who's going forward, who's going, staying back, who's covering one guy, who's going another guy. So trusting the guy next to you, whether he's your center back partner or whether he's your fullback partner, the guy who's, who's, who's on your left or right is so important because then you've got to be able to know and understand and let them do their job and not mm-hmm. kind of go in front of because if you go and do their job for them and not trusting them then you leave this huge gap behind and then mm-hmm. they can the opposing team can just you know play it around you or play it over you and then there's a huge gap and then you concede and then it's game over but uh yeah trusting people and i remember me and me and my friend shout out to craig um he, me and him used to play in the school together and we were this we were a, at one point we were a wall like 
we just knew how we'd played for so long together mm. we knew how to like we knew each other's game inside and out so you just and he's an unbelievable coach and a great great player himself he taught me a lot and so i used to just listen to him and he i i'm the bigger guy than him mm-hmm. so because he had the better skill i just had i was just stronger and bigger than him i used to do the brunt work of going forward and and, and being the aggressor of the partnership of the two so he used to just kind of like coach me from behind and from like next to me but like, okay go do this and then go do that and then eventually we used to just understand and and work it out so i, I can definitely appreciate the whole mm-hmm. partnership and understanding and trusting your teammate and and that whole that's exactly aspect of that it. too because what ends up happening like you're right if not there's those massive gaps and that's where the other team takes advantage and that's that's probably in every sport you have. Oh yeah, yeah every yeah. team sport at least. So you know, if like there's a gap, they're gonna take advantage of it whatsoever. And then you're just gonna end up shouting at everyone, and morale's <laughs> down, and then suddenly you know everyone's fighting each other, and yeah. there's a there's a riot, and then yeah, it just becomes a, it just becomes a mess, <clears throat> and then it just gets demotivating by the end of it, and that's when the team gets defeated 100. percent Yeah. So when those gaps get exposed, and you don't correct them, you don't trust your teammates, it all falls apart really very, very quickly. It is what quickly. it is. So so what's so what's the day job? Because you obviously just don't do, you wait. So wait, so you coach for, yes. the, for the league for the, for the kids. Mm-hmm. You play on the men's team. Yes. And is there anything else you do with the league? Uh, I also am the so we have uh, the the all star team, the men's Falcons. Yes. So I'm the Falcons team manager for that too as well, and what that includes is. Uh, my responsibility is essentially to organize international games too as well so for example we have um, one come up this summer I don't want to give all the details out of it yet because we're still working that out so you'll good. hear it here first eventually. yeah exactly <laughs> uh, and in the past we've organized games too we've done games <laughs> to Serbia Romania Ukraine so we played international games too as well so that's where my coming to as well so making sure everything's ready for that so I organize it essentially international travel making sure we have the team ready you have the all that stuff uh i work under an awesome gentleman named dustin chernowski he's a former cfl player actually who he's the co-founder of the emirates american football league so i work under him he's the essentially the yeah i say the falcons manager no falcons director and he's the one who chooses on the falcon team he's the one that talks to who will be on the falcons team and i just make sure things get executed on the on the travel side, essentially, and the game side, which is kind of fun. It's actually a lot of fun. So that's what I do. But my full-time job is a project manager, so it kind of falls into the, just getting things organized. Yeah, organized, yeah. So it worked out pretty well. And I'm, uh, I'm loving it here. It's just I also have the opportunity to play football, American football again, which is amazing. I enjoyed So I started with the league probably three years ago. And I just started as a player. And then I got invited to the Falcon squad where I played in Serbia. And then all of a sudden I was hooked. I'm like, all right, how can I help? How can I help? How can I do yeah, something? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So then I got, co- I got into coaching. Then I got into the Falcons. And now I'm just like football. I like group of good, great, great group of friends that I have are from through American football. It's kind of, it's a lot of fun. So football is a big part of my life in the UAE too. It just didn't realize it ever come that way, but it came full circle that way. Well, there you go. Yeah. That's uh, that's pretty big. Yeah, and it's, it's I'll be honest, it also helps me save a lot of money because our games are on Friday, so I'm not going out. On <laughs> you know, Friday. not every Friday. Yeah. <laughs> Hel- helps, yeah. helps me save money too when exactly. I'm doing this exactly on a Friday right. or a Saturday. So yeah, uh, we're not we, we're games are Fridays. So we're not going out Thursday nights. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, although I get, I guess everything's going into into training and yeah, coaching exactly. and, and, and and all that. And the good thing is about the football league is. 
what I enjoy about it, it's for the youth. It's the first time they've ever have ever had contact with American football before in their life. For the men, it's for the, some of them it's reliving their glory days. Some of them have actually never played. They've only played rugby and they're still learning. So we still have that massive mix of elements where uh, kids who are there are kids who've never played, and men who've never played, and just and then you have some people who are former NCAA athletes, former CFL players, and some actually some amazing talent. And it's crazy. Some of these people, if they've actually, uh, if they actually played in the states when they were youth, oh my, they would have been incredible. They would have been fascinating to see. Even now, it's still a lot of fun to see. It's just amazing the talent pool you can have, and you have people from all walks of life, which is great about the league. There's there's 43 different nationalities. We'll have a German quarterback throwing to a Danish wide receiver who's being <laughs> tackled by an Indian kid who is just blocking. Uh, a Spanish kit. It was just it's crazy. It's nuts. We have everyone from all, and it's, you don't realize there's football all around the world too. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. What I just remembered that kid wasn't he Jack, the one who did this ACL. How's he doing? Oh, Jack Hensel. Yeah, I gotta follow up with him. Actually, he just reminded me. I just remembered. Yeah. I just, I just, it just flashed back to that day, and I remember he did. Oh, that kid! Mm. I felt so bad. That kid was doing unbelievably amazing. Yeah, he was basically carrying his team, yeah. and then suddenly, next thing you turn around, he's just done his ACLY. Yeah. Oh my god! The funny part is though, was it was his right. Uh, he originally had problems with his right knee. And that's what was brought. Was given issues, so he's probably started putting more pressure on his left leg. To give like to stabilize it more, oh, overcompensated, and his left one is the one that gave out. That's uh, yeah. I can imagine because I've had I've had I've had a lot of issues with my left adductor muscle and my left hip, and for a year I was I was training with that issue for a year, and yeah, I yeah. was almost overcompensating with my right. Luckily, my right hasn't given out, and I fixed mm-hmm. the problem on the left now, but. That was, you know, I was always scared of overcompensating because mm-hmm. the minute you do one, the the only other strong one that you have left, you overcompensate there, then you you lose both sides, exactly. you know. Exactly, it's like it's fine balance with everything else. That's the issue. It is fine balance. And I actually bring, brings the next point that even though the football league, it's like an, it is another job to be honest. To be playing, to be coaching, it takes a lot of time. But uh, that goes back into discipline and making sure, okay. The good thing about the football league is now I'm more disciplined than I have been about time management in my life. <laughs> because it's a good thing you're a project yeah. manager. This is the perfect <laughs> job. <laughs> Pretty much. So like, so we practice twice a week. We have games every uh, every Friday, and sometimes the men we'd like to do extra practices. The youth want to meet up too as well. So you also, it's not just you're a coach too. You're also building this community as well. That's what I like about it. So you're building this community with all these youth players and. These are kids from play for all different schools, and then all right, they want to do extracurricular activities. You do that to build the trust. You do that to create a family, and then it's a lot of fun. So you're not just a coach or a mentor to some of these kids. Yeah. And the great part is these parents, they they will come up to us like, "Oh, our kids, um, can you can you not let him start today because he's he's causing troubles in school?" Absolutely, we can do that because there's there's students first before athletes, so there's student athletes. So we have to make sure that. All right, just because you're at football doesn't mean you're going to get a pass at everything. You yeah. still have to be, you still have to be disciplined. You still have to understand what's re- required of you. So that's the fun part about being the coach too. Is like creating this massive community. You're being part of, this, yeah, you're a part of this massive community and making sure these kids are growing up right or just working with them. And the great part about about it is you have a little more push than the parents do because 
think about it. growing up your, with your parents you're not going to tell them everything you're not going to be as open you're yeah, not going to yeah. joke around but as a coach you're going to tell you everything and you can push them more you can punish them more it's like oh you did that really okay now go do 10 push-ups <laughs> 10 push-ups 15 <laughs> burpees you know yeah. three laps around the around the pitch exactly and the parents appreciate that too because like all of a sudden like well i i've i can't get to do that you did it thank you very much yeah and it's not like it's not just bad parenting it's the fact that uh, outside of teachers and parents, like kids respect the coaches too because it's something the coaches are there to make sure they're being safe at the same time. Like, you got to listen to your coach. Yeah. It's especially like a, if it's, it's a sport yeah. they love. Oh, absolutely. And, and it goes for any sport, especially if it's mm-hmm. a sport you love, mm-hmm. then, 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 then really these kids and, and you know, teens kind of listen to the coach more than anybody mm-hmm. else in the world. You know, mm-hmm. if the coach says, you've got to wake up at seven, eat your greens, eat your veggies, oh, yeah. you know, whatever, whatever. They'll do it more than if the parents say the exact same thing. That's exactly know? it. Like the parents, like after a while, like to the parents all the time, they think it's just nagging. Us is like, no, it's coaching. And the great part is we have a whistle, so you just blow it at them. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the magical tool, the whistle. <laughs> yes, this whistle. Oh, play to the whistle. <laughs> the whistle. It was great. Which is one thing a lot of people start to learn. I still see professional soccer players. They don't play to the whistle. It's like, <laughs> why have you start for a foul when he the, the ref hasn't blown the whistle like why you know yeah. the other day it was the Champions League uh, quarterfinal it was Liverpool versus Manchester City and one of the centre backs he just stopped playing because he's like it's a foul mm-hmm. ref didn't blow his whistle they played on and you know Manchester City scored and he, yeah. they're like why did you stop playing like it's, right. it's, just, it's a rookie mistake it's the first thing one of the first things you get taught is play to the whistle it mm-hmm. doesn't matter whether your legs been broken in half obviously then that's a <laughs> different story but the yeah. the analogy is there we you just don't stop until the ref's blown his whistle and gone okay stop it's, it's pull it back you know it's yeah you know pull it back here but it, um that's a funny thing too because it's uh, uh, play to the whistle is the same in every sport people exactly. can take advantage of it if you're not paying attention you're not playing to the whistle anyone can take advantage of it and it happens in american football happens with soccer happens in every sport it's it, it's and there's times where people always just just fall apart on that aspect and it's and it's that one play they after when they fall apart in that they come back like oh i know better why didn't i do it and they just beat themselves up for it which is kind of funny to see every so often because it happens in every sport yeah exactly and every uh and all like in all like from amateur to professional too it still happens it's it's still there still there Mm -hmm. so what do you do what's what's the plan what what are you what are you doing the next what's the plans for the next couple of months the foreseeable future so for me it's just one of the biggest things is fitness physical fitness is my thing for sure so i actually uh have a fitness program through coach nick st maurice alumni yeah every yeah, athlete alumni yeah. shout out to that um, guy um and i also i do uh i swim run crossfit and i play i do everything pretty much is there anything that you don't do because uh, uh, <laughs> you uh, seem to be Mr. Perfect, you've got everything. Oh, you got far s- from perfect. <laughs> you've got so much. It's like you've got so much time to get everything cramped into like seven days. Absolutely not. I don't know how I do it to be honest. And I, I think it's like <clears throat> a fact. I get like no sleep sometimes. It's just and that's how I can run. But then I'll go so hard that my body's like, all right, and you're not doing anything today. I'm like I want to get out of bed. Like no, <laughs> no, not today. Got to sleep. Got to like, sleep. For example, the other day I was just I, I was up at six thirty a.m workout lunch whatever worked all day and i was ready to go i was ready to go out and as soon as i sat down like i just fell asleep and i didn't realize i'm like what just happened <laughs> oh i do that a lot i wake up I'm like what and so no so yeah but it's, it's just that whole thing with this one though like yeah there's times you have to of course you have to push your body but there are times you have to the biggest thing is listen to your body oh that's that's a- yeah <coughs> and that's 
that's where it comes in. It's like, all right, just sit down and just breathe. Rest, breathe, mm-hmm. eat. Just don't do anything physical for, yeah. for a day, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's what, that was my problem. The whole reason my injury got aggravated was because I suddenly switched to more of a powerlifting uh, program mm-hmm. for like four weeks. And the first three weeks were fantastic. I was going five times a week. In the f- and, I, and I was going like three days or maybe two days, one day break, three days, one day break. And it was, mm-hmm. like, it was a weird split like that. And um, suddenly in that fourth week, I just shattered. I would remember sitting in the <laughs> office here and my hip starts hurting and then yeah. my leg starts hurting and I couldn't walk. And I, I was like... I was going home. I was exhausted. I'm like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And I, I called my coach and um, and I said, yo, listen, what the hell's going on? And he's like, what have you done? I said, I did this, 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 and this. And I switched to my routine and I'm doing this and I've been training with this. He goes, dude, don't do anything for the next 10 days. You're, you're, <laughs> you've killed yourself. You've killed your central nervous system. Yeah. You need to rest. So I rested for a week. Mm. I didn't decide to go to the doctor and get my hip checked. Yeah. And doctor's like yeah you've strained your your hip and adductor muscle you might need to stop for a little while (laughs) so early late february i stopped i went to physiotherapy i did that for um for about 10 sessions and in the first five sessions i was told you don't go so at this point it was about two and a half three weeks where i had not done any physical activity and i needed that rest so much because for the previous four or five months i was just stressed out with work you know, intense, you know, sessions at the gym and just lifting without really any sort of, um, like, knowledge behind it in terms of, like, mm-hmm. there was no rationale behind the, behind the lift. It was just, well, I'm just lifting X, Y, Z number for the You're just, like, go, you're just getting the numbers I'm in. Right? The numbers yeah, in yeah. Right? There was no program. There's nothing behind it. And I needed this rest. And now I've slowly gone back to just doing cardio. Now I'm doing a little bit, of, uh, a lot mm-hmm. of hit cardio, a lot of sprints, a lot of running. And I have no pain anymore. That's good. So, and then I, I talked to my coach. He said, okay, fine, cool. For the next three weeks, we're just going to stick on cardio. Mm-hmm. Build that. Let's do it. Go for a mini cut. And then um, early May, I'm supposed to start my new program. But then Ramadan starts in like the second week of May. So what I'm going to do is still continue on mm-hmm. and just kind of get my body back to just getting used to lifting weights till then. Oh, yeah. Through Ramadan finish and then middle of June, eight-week program, hardcore, going to shred it out, go to Shred City, get nice. it done, and then hopefully at the end of summer <laughs> come out looking like what I should have looked like for the beginning of summer. There but, you go. You know, it is what it is. Um, well, that's another tricky thing, training through Ramadan. That is... That's insane. I, I, so last year... It was hard, so I'd go swimming. I that was the tricky part because you just after your workout, you just want to eat everything. So oh, for yeah. me, what would happen? I would tie my, I tie my trainings, um, so I'd be training right up until iftar. Sun iftar breaks, I'll have, a, I'll have water. I'll down that water in no time. I'll have like <laughs> some of this, a quick snack, then I'll continue my training, or just let my body rest with that snack for a bit. And then from there, an hour later, I'll eat again, but I won't go crazy. So I just end up changing my whole meals from like what it would be three meals from the day to three meals at night. And that's yeah. not, that's not, and then, then you become nocturnal. But training during Ramadan is tricky because I'll be swimming laps and your body just drains. You're like, you're like, can't oh, take the laps. It's like, I just, I just can't, I can't do the, like, I just, I like, you're telling your arm, like, lift. Arms like no, I'm like no, lift. Not lifting. I was like lift, and you're finally get a lift, and all of a sudden you're like a like a weak splat in the water. Like, 
I'm like, no, that's not what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to like dive into the water so you can actually get more. Nope. It's like it's harder if it's harder to swimming like that than normally. You're gonna waste more energy. I don't care. I don't have the energy now to begin with. So, so that's so what's you've happening. you've gone from Gyarados to Magikarp. Pretty much. Pretty like, much yeah. gone from Gyarados in the sea doing your thing, and then uh, yeah, you I, devolve into Magikarp. And I can't do it. Yeah, anything. like I'm like literally like a wet like a fish just on the <laughs> like trying to trying to survive. Like no, it's like you can just take me on the on the dock. And but last year was I was lucky. I mean. I didn't gain any weight during Ramadan last mm-hmm. year. I was, I was like, I was surprised. I, if anything, I maintained. I started off at X weight pre-Ramadan. Mm-hmm. Post-Ramadan, I was like, I was the exact same weight. I'm like, <laughs> I'm glad. I didn't even know how I did it. I just, That's I just trained. Sweet. I always used to just train. So I used to come to work, mm-hmm. seven, seven thirty, eight, finish by about one thirty, go home, yeah. go to sleep for like an hour, wake up. Four o'clock, head to the gym, work out, be back home by iftarish times, so six thirty, six forty-five. Mm-hmm. Eat, rest, go back to bed at like ten, mm-hmm. rinse and repeat for thirty days, and yeah. it worked. I mean, oh, but I, more than anything else, I just I can't be bothered to work, mm-hmm. not work out, but like physical nine to five job work during Ramadan. It's just so I feel so lethargic, tired. I can't yeah. be bothered to. And then you drive, get up early in the morning, drive yep. from Sharjah, come to Dubai, <laughs> and it's just like, uh, can I just, can I just have a month off for free during that time, please? I don't really want to work. I know, right? It's like, yeah. can you do anything? But it makes it difficult. I feel if I didn't, if I didn't work in Ramadan, I'd be, it'd be a lot harder. <laughs> yeah, it would. You know, I mean, even if I lived closer, that would just make life easier. But then you just sit in the traffic, and then the heat, and then it's hot, mm-hmm. and then. You know, but like once once I get to once I get to post work, it, then it becomes just a, a lot easier. But mm-hmm. um, it's just that my only issue is just waking up in the morning and then just physically making myself go to the office. Yeah. And then once I get to the office and spend the morning there, and then okay, fine, whatever. The rest of it kind of flies. The great part is like you wake up in the morning too. I remember waking up during Ramadan. It's like I am so thirsty. Hi, I'm gonna. This is the morning. First thing, like. How am I gonna survive today? <laughs> I don't know. You can you find a way. Which you is find great. A way. Yeah. You find a way. But you wake up I'm like my mouth is so dry. I want water right now. You can't even have that. And I'm like, okay. All right, let's do this. It's <laughs> fine. I remember 2014. I just graduated from uni. I just finished my bachelor's degree, and um, it was World Cup year, soccer World Cup year, and. Uh, I, I didn't have this job at that point. It was like six months later I got the job, but mm-hmm. it was the best. I was at home for the month and the World Cup was on, so, you know, whatever. You watch it and everything. Finish, like, yeah, sleep to like, like, wake up at like 11, 12, get through the day, eat iftar, and the matches were in Brazil. So the matches used to be like seven, mm-hmm. nine, and like 11 or 12. And I remember as the tournament went on, me and two, three friends, every second night, I think the quarterfinals, the semifinals and the finals, for every game, we were out. So we used to go, head up to Ajman, and uh, I'd pick everybody up. Four of us used to go, mm-hmm. sit down in, 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 in a cafe in Ajman, full of people, watch the game that starts at 11, 12, finish up by about 2, 2.30 in the morning, <laughs> drive around for a bit, get back home, rinse and repeat for like tw- 10, 12 days. Oof. I'm like, that was the best. Like, <laughs> I wish I could go back to that. No responsibilities, no nothing, no job, no, no nothing to worry about. Just watch football all day. And and then like I remember two years ago, 2016, was then the Euros. I was working, mm-hmm. but it was nice. Come home, Seven, nine, and ten. Watch the Euros. Yeah. Great thing, you know, time to pass by. 
things. There's the World Cup this year, but the World Cup starts on the 14th of June, which is like the last day or the second last day of Ramadan anyway. Yeah. So, okay, fine. I, at least then I get to watch it properly when I when <laughs> Ramadan's over. But no, like you're right. The, the Euro Cup, the, the in, yeah, Euro Cup Ramadan here it didn't didn't seem like it was Ramadan at all. It was just, it was it was just like what is going on? Yeah, everyone's just watching. Games everywhere. It was great. It was great. It was great. But um, mm-hmm. oh man, it's those were the days. Those <laughs> were the days. So what's new? Have you read? Have you what? What else is new? What's going on with you? What's yeah, I was keeping like I said, my biggest thing is training. Just trying to keep myself and mentally sharp too as well. Just going well with work, keeping the football league going and such. And then I, I, I my life is a lot more interesting than I make it sound. <laughs> <laughs> I do do other things. I swear, outside of football, I have a life outside of sports and such and fitness. But I just kind of enjoying it right now. Um, just loving the Dubai, loving the weather. For of course, more travel plans in the future. Of course, there's like there's Egypt coming up, and then Sri Lanka. Of course, doing the typical. So you're on in Egypt yeah. and Sri Lanka. Yeah, that's nothing to do with football. I just kind of want to go. Just general, you want to yeah. go. Just well. getting my paddy license. Just try, like I want to do everything. I think what, one of the biggest things I, I want to do, I want to try everything physical. Like, I want to do scuba diving. I've done it before. I want to do skydiving. done that. I just want to try different. I want to find different challenges, Dude, too, we as should well. go quad biking. I quad, I've done quad biking. I know we've, we've done it. Yeah. I've done it as well. But I last did it seven, was it seven or ten years ago. I don't remember. Mm. And I've been wanting to go since, but I haven't been able to find people. And then there's a couple of friends of mine that I met last night. We have been planning to go for six <laughs> months, and we just haven't gone, yeah. right? And and it's just annoying why we haven't gone, but I really want to go. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember the, the last time I went was the first time. It's the second or third time I had gone. And uh, I don't know if the, if the guys are going to be listening to this, the ones who went with me. Um, but I remember I was going up a dune, and I was like, okay, cool. There's no drop. It's fine. You know, it's fine. <laughs> I went over, and there was a huge drop. Yeah. I didn't see it. I went over and I thought, that's it. I'm done. I'm going to break bones. Everything's yep. done. I slammed my collarbone onto <sighs> the onto the front of the, the quad bike. Yeah. And I closed my eyes and I went, I've broken my collarbone. I I, I didn't know anything. Yeah. I opened my eyes. I touched my, my collarbone. I was like, it seems intact. <laughs> and there was like this, it was this cut here. It was, yeah. just, it was a cut. I was like, if that's what I got away with, then fantastic. I just never got the opportunity to go after that. I think, oh man. As I think everyone's got a similar story because my friend and I we rented um, we rented one of those uh, those mule golf carts and we just oh, same thing but we launched it and I remember being in the air coming down thinking like, all right this is it this is how this is how I go <laughs> this is how we're done <laughs> this is it all right I look over and I'm like oh. and then we finally land and all you hear from there's a video all you hear from the video is like Ugh. Ugh. like we winded ourselves we're in pain crying and after that we were very cautiously driving from there <laughs> it's like never happened but Dude, actually sorry go ahead no 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 go ahead i was but from there the thing is like i kind of what's next like it's like i want to try more i still want to keep trying to uh physically challenge myself so of course uh just getting my strength up for sure but i actually want to really try rugby uh, the rugby sevens, any type of... I just want to get into rugby because I feel like, all right, I never had the opportunity growing up doing it because rugby wasn't a big thing in North America, so I want to try it here. And I, I'm even if I get into rugby sevens, like, all right, everyone's saying I have to be really, really in shape. Okay, let's do it. I don't know how I'm going to get into rugby sevens team, but I will. I want to just there's a get will, into there's rugby. There's a way. Exactly. I, want to get in, I just need to get get something. I just want to try something. Rugby's new. I'll try it out. So why the heck not? That's, that it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, looking forward to the NFL season? 
I'm excited. That'll be fun. That will be fun. And now RG3, my boy RG3. He's, if you're listening, that'd be awesome. <laughs> well, make just, him listen to yeah. it. That's just, that's yeah. just He just got signed to the Baltimore Ravens, so oh, it was amazing. Oh, that's sick. Although my, my team is the the Saints, because my high school team was actually the Saints, so that's how I grew up with. But nice. Yeah. Good time. So I'm looking forward to the NFL what, season. What do, you think, what do you think of the whole thing going on with Odell Beckham? I have no idea what's going on with that, to be honest. I don't... That's you see, the, did you not see the video? Uh, this is the, the funny part is, so I'll be honest, I play the sports, I watch sports, but I don't get involved in everything else just because it's... I've, you really too, should. Too many things happening right now. Too many things happening. Although you should. Oh, no. and there's a video of him um, in a hotel room with a girl and there was some uh, white powder on like a card or uh, something. No. Some people like, that's cocaine. Other people, that's not. Yeah. And then now he wants to leave the Giants. Apparently the whole thing with him is... Um, he wants to leave. He won't play for any team until he gets a new contract because I think he's in the last year of his contract. Yeah. He's in, he, apparently, he's still in his college contract. I find that very hard to believe for a guy that's one of the more well-known names out there. I could happen. be wrong, but he's apparently still in his, contra- on his college contract. Which, yeah. But hey, the, the Rams are interested. The Rams might pick him up. The Browns might pick him up. Figure, like, uh, that'd be interesting to see. You, know, you never know where he ends up. He'll do... Very well, of course, because he's Odell Beckham. He's Odell Beckham. He's OD. Odell. He's Odell. (laughs) But, man, Mm -hmm. this is fun. This is a lot of fun. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me no, on. No, no, man. Yeah. This is this is all good. This was this was due. This was overdue. Actually, <laughs> it was a year over a this year. This is a year overdue. Yeah, over. Yeah. Let's not make the next one. Yeah, understood. A 100%. year from now, I don't want to be sitting in 2019 on, on April the 14th, going. So we're back a year later. <laughs> it was like a year later. Like what? What happened? Like oh well, I'm still doing the same thing. We're no, still doing no, exactly no. the same thing. You know, uh, just uh, you know, <laughs> one step closer. No, we'll we'll, we'll make this a regular thing and and at least you can be my recurring guy that comes back on so you can you know almost like of course i appreciate it be That'd there be and we can do this Any, nice. anyone you want to shout out to uh the afl of course dustin chernowski the kuda cast what up kuda cast? yeah i can't forget the kuda cast uh, those guys are yeah. amazing need to get the, actually need to get them on yeah they'll be Yo, on dude we should have the three, oh, four of us on i'm game for that we'll do that yeah. jerry if you're listening we need to, we need to make it happen Jerry we Gracie, to, this is happening, all right? We're making right. it happen. <laughs> of course. And, and shout out to the Dubai Sand Vipers, Bantam team. You guys had a hell of a season. I'm proud of you all. And the Dubai Stallions, men, you guys, that was a battle. Don't worry. We're coming back next year, okay? We're going to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. What are your socials? That's, that's how people can follow you. Where can oh, they follow you? Um, you can search me at, uh, at Shady underscore Dubai underscore guy. Or it's actually because my name is Shady and it's spelled like Shady, so that's why how He's it a works. Pretty shady guy. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. Maxes will tell you that for sure. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I am absolutely kidding. I highly uh, doubt they're going to be listening to this. Right, or, or right, right. Or will they? Uh, probably not. But no. So yeah, uh, underscore Shady underscore Dubai underscore guy, which is sweet. It is what it is. You've heard it from the man himself. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, it's okay. We've, t- we've talked about consistency a lot, and we're mm-hmm. going to be consistent. And, and <laughs> I'm hoping, I'm very, I'm pretty much hoping, and everything goes according to plan. You'll get another, you'll get an episode this week. You'll get an ev- another episode next week. I'm excited for next week's guest as well. She's pretty amazing, but I won't give anything more than that. No, than I'm that, coming next week. Who is this person? Okay. <laughs> uh, don't worry, I'll tell you off air. You can have a look. Uh, then you can make up your mind. <laughs> um, other than that, you know where to follow at the Everyday Athlete DXP. 
big changes coming to do with the brand soon, so keep an eye out on that. Um, other than that, it is what it is. Uh, uh, you know, it is, I'm just going to quote Mr. Max Holloway, uh, the the featherweight champion of the world in the UFC. Mm-hmm. To be the best, you got to beat the best, and the best is blessed, baby. Yeah. So let's keep it going. I might just use that as a closer every time. No, I, just, I just love it. Thank you, Max. Anyway, take care, everyone. I will see you soon. Bye-bye.